Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional. Is even like when you have pneumonia, there's, you know, Perez Hilton once said this line about Britney Spears when she skipped a concert and he's like, yeah, a professional gets it done no matter what. And every time I'm sick, I have something to do like the show. <laughs> you think of that line? You're like Britney Spears. <laughs> I'm going to be more professional than Britney Spears today. I'm going to get Britney. it done no matter what. Me? So, Yeah. Uh, well, as what? long as you're not yeah. toxic, then that's that's good. Oh, yeah, well, you should yes. come over. You should come <laughs> over and play uh, Splatoon, Steve, and we'll discuss that joke. Yeah, that that, um, I, that sounds like the chicken pox parties that they used to send us to in the in the 80s and the oh, 90s. Oh God! And I'm oh, wow. not. I don't think that's in. I don't. Oh, well, maybe that'll be an acceptable form of healthcare. You know, in in a few years. But. <laughs> I have to admit, you know, lately I've really been kind of put off by your puns, Steve. I, I'm usually I'm 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 pun forward, but you, lately I've been really put off by your puns. But that one, that one just kind of reset the clock because uh, "Toxic" is like my guilty pleasure song. Oh yeah, yeah. me too. That's a good song. So, <laughs> do they that, have that, "Toxic" that in joke. Canada, Georgia? Do you we know do. that song? <laughs> we do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Have you heard I don't of know if the legend of, of Britney Spears has gone that far. I just I just don't know. Cuz like if you try to talk to Americans about Sophie Ellis Bechtor, like, mm-hmm. you know, right, exactly, or Canadians apparently. Like you have no idea who Sophie is. Oh my god. Oh god, oh, no. Georgia. Georgia. It's the Georgia Dow streaming service. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know oh why you're, this is you're like, having such a strong negative reaction to that. Isn't title supposed to be like the the high like the high quality versions, lossless streaming of all the songs? Like George's streaming <laughs> service is like the complete opposite of yes. that. Yeah, I like it's, that, Georgia. You should do that. You're like, look, we give you these songs for free every. It's every free. Week it's bad. Disruption. And enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of toxic, I want to talk about my adventures with the Make America Great Guild <laughs> in a wonderful game called Final Fantasy uh, 15. So if you guys have never heard of this game, first so of all, the one that's constantly advertised. Uh, I don't know. It's a. It's sort of like a. Um, it's basically a reskin of Game of War. That's it. That's the one. I see it a thousand times on playing Plants vs. Zombies, by the way. Yeah. Like a thousand times. Yeah. It's like a really uncomfortable commercial to watch because, like, Kate Upton is there and then her boobs are, like, in some contraption that I don't even understand. It just looks very painful. Um, so it's a reskin <laughs> of that game. <laughs> Um, Final Fantasy 15. Um, and I'm just beyond addicted to it. So, um, oh, it's, it's a great game. It's a great game. Uh, but don't play it. Like, save yourself. <laughs> it's too late for me. So, there is a guild in this game called Make America Great Guild. <laughs> oh, boy. And, you know, I'm off doing my thing. And the thing you've got to understand about Final Fantasy XV, uh, A New Empire, is it is a game that is 100% about might makes right. <laughs> like, it is a game 100% about piracy and killing people and, like, teaming up to go kill people. And that's all the game is about. So I get a lovely message from their guild leader, whose name is POTUS. Oh and the POTUS of the Make America Great Guild tells me, he's like, hey, anytime you're feeling frisky, come on over and I'll grab you by the p-. What? And I'm like, wow. okay. But the uh-huh. thing is, he didn't check my profile before sending me this message. And he didn't see that I am literally out of the thousands, the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of players and probably millions of players in our, in this game. I am ranked 10th in the entire world wow. at this game. So he sends me this message 
And I'm like, are you sure you know what you're getting yourself into? <laughs> and, you know, he's... You're like, he's, let's see who's grabbing who by what. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So this is the thing in this game. Like, I figure a guild, like anyone that's joining a guild called Make America Great, I feel like they may need to learn a little lesson in treating women with respect. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I show up and I park at their guild and I spend literally three days of every time I've got a free second on my phone going through and not just murdering like POTUS, but murdering everyone in this guild. And the <laughs> instant they start to try to rebuild, it's like, nope, <sighs> like huge armies of death coming. How do you destroy them? For those that don't play the game, what is the visual? I need a visual here. So imagine an empire with yeah, yeah. giant armies coming in and then yeah. like everybody on fire like, ah! Oh, oh, okay. And like okay. everything firing and burning constantly. This so it's not just... Moment. Right. It's not just that you're on fire. It's that all of your <laughs> friends are on fire too. <laughs> and everybody's like, why are you showing up and murdering us for days? I don't understand. And I'm like, talk to <laughs> POTUS. Day. Talk to POTUS. He brought it's this POTUS on you. Fault. He he told, like, you know, I said, look, if you don't apologize, I'm going to murder everybody in your guild. And he said, <laughs> bring it on. And, and if we know one thing about Brianna Wu, it's that Brianna Wu always keeps a promise. That's right. I do. <laughs> that is I true. Was, I was she very does not straightforward. make idle threats. No. Ask Frank. I eventually just right. keep murdering this guy until over half of Make America Great just quits. And now it doesn't even exist anymore because it's been leveled to the point where no one wants to play. Oh, and that's I kept fantastic. his I kept his hero in chains and destroyed Trump Tower. So I'm very proud of that. So don't I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Don't mess with Brianna Wu. Because you're not gonna like what happens next. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I could clap right now, you know. And normally I would clap right now, but I have to be honest. I'm really I'm sensing I'm sensing a lot of uh, of empathy in the room. And if there's one thing I know about making you know the the working environment and just making the world a better place, it's that we have to have less empathy in the world. Yeah, that's factual. Right, that yeah, very true. That's actually just science, Micah. That, that's, that's our motto on proven. the show every week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> reduce empathy is uh, especially from Georgia. Motto. Yeah, like come on, Georgia. Said, Georgia lives yeah. up to that every day. I, yeah. I, I mean, this whole show is basically like an empathy deprivation chamber. It is basically <laughs> what this show is. <laughs> So in case you haven't heard, uh, where have you been? There recently was a manifesto of, of ridiculous proportions uh, posted by a, a once Google developer or Google employee uh, in internal message – or not in message boards because it's very clear that it's not message boards. It was posted uh, on an internal meme network and on Google Plus and it, it said that there was – a an argument for women being underrepresented in tech because of biological differences. And the person went on to list all this pseudoscience and try to link it to things that it, it, it all didn't add up. It was ridiculous. And we've heard lots and lots and lots of uh, blowback. Well, this person has now kind of made themselves known. And interestingly, there was, and, and sadly, there was a a Google town hall meeting that was supposed to – oh, dear. My my uh, Google home just heard me. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, now Never you're mind. in trouble. Oh, now, now, you, now you've just aggravated all the listeners, Micah. Good job. <laughs> so, all three listeners that have Google home and while they're listening to the podcast. Exactly. Uh, there was a town hall meeting that was supposed to take place and – it was going to talk about this memo that that was shared and talk about how kind of the company was going to recover from this and and how to help people who felt you know th- threatened and demoralized by James Demore well um, a 4chan-related Twitter account posted screenshots of 14 Twitter profiles of Google employees. There were engineers. There was Sundar Pichai. There was even the new uh, head of diversity at the company. 
in all of these accounts, the VP of diversity of the company. Um, and it was basically saying, you know, target these people. Here are all of the people. And according to The Verge, every Google, every Googler who was on this list was either a woman, a trans man, or a man of color. And people have gone after these individuals, again, including Danielle Brown, the VP of diversity, who had to lock her Twitter account. And lo and behold, but these eight screenshots, of course, ended up on Milo Yelonanosipis's Facebook page. So, yeah, uh, the alt-right is now attacking um, these individuals who were going to be part of this all-hands meeting, and Google has since canceled the town hall meeting by request of these employees. So we kind of talked about, uh, and we haven't had a chance to talk about it on this show, but we've, we've talked about the memo uh, across the internet, uh, but we kind of wanted to bring up this more recent thing where now we have a situation where Google is being silenced internally. And Bree, you had a very, very, very good uh, Twitter thread earlier today that I'd love for you to talk about on the show if you could, uh, kind of about how the alt-right uses these opportunities to flip the script and change the conversation to further their views. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I just want to say this is Gamergate all over again. It is. And what's really weird for me personally is to find this playbook used against me is now weaponized and is being used routinely. And, you know, like I said this at the time when the FBI was doing nothing about Gamergate that was setting a very dangerous precedent. And I am very saddened that I was dead on about that, right? Like this is now a tactic that's been used in everything from, you know, a pizzeria to have somebody show up with an assault rifle to now like women engineers at Google. But I think that, um, you know, it's it's later in the week, so I don't want to like go through the Google memo again. I feel like it's been discussed. But, you know, I just want to say I really think that the lib there's so many liberals that don't understand how the alt-right works and how they win even when they lose. The The goal of the alt-right is not to necessarily change our minds. It's to change the psychological framing of an issue. And they have been massively successful at that with this uh, memo because now the discussion isn't, gosh, why is uh, your tech such a – hole for women. Now the discussion is, well, are we silencing conservatives? Can men speak their mind? Like, are we tolerating all points of view? And, you know, Micah, you and I had a discussion last night on Rocket about this. And I think there is a discussion to be had about like the left and like our tolerance for hearing ideas we don't agree with. That's a discussion we can have. But we're talking about the rights of women to be able to progress in our careers. And, like, they are wildly succeeding at this. And the goal of the alt-right is to politicize the existence of anyone that is not a white, straight man in these spaces. And this is what they're doing, and this is what they're winning at. And they're going to weaponize and use this Google playbook. And Google may be putting on a brave face now, but I promise you, six months from now, when someone is thinking about doing a diversity thing, they're going to think back to the seminar and all the women that are getting death threats and rape threats and all the things that have to be canceled. And they're going to think twice before taking a public stand for women. And it gets me so angry that because the FBI didn't take what happened to me and Anita Sarkeesian and Zoe Quinn and all the legions of other women in the game industry that were targeted with this BS, that now it's being used to disrupt one of the most important American companies. Yeah, and, and the scary thing is that the profiles are being leaked from inside the company. So it's it's clearly a message that, you know, you you fired one person, but there are still people who agree with him and if you try anything, then, you know, we're going to let our people who are outside know and and have them do the same thing all over again. I don't know if it's too extreme to call it terrorism, but it sure feels like something like that, right? Like it's it's clearly it's clearly, you know, making threats to get the company to behave a certain way. And it's, it's disgusting and it's terrifying. And, and it's, it, you know, Google can make a lot of difference because of the influence that they have all throughout the tech industry. And if, 
it's clear that this type of a tactic works on Google, then this is the playbook going forward. This is what is going to happen anytime that any company tries to make some sort of progress on on increasing diversity. And, you know, it's it's scary and it's I don't know what you do about it, honestly. I, I liked what Peter Cohen, he came up with a really great uh, term for this. This is a Massachusetts tech journalist who's done a lot of work for IMWAR. He called it emotional terrorism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's dead on. Like, you know, it's not necessarily like a bomb with nails like it was at the, you know, Boston bombing, like a pressure cooker that's going to physically harm someone. But like eventually someone is going to be shot in the United States. That's just a fact over this. And, you know, it's the threat of, like, look at what happened to, uh, I'm not going to give her name, but a woman that worked at Nintendo. They went through her past. They researched her. They violated her privacy in extreme ways, you know, something that very few of us could stand up to. Georgia, I bet you've led a really squeaky clean life, but I bet if I were psychologically unhealthy enough to, like, go through everything you've ever done, I could find something to take out of context and, like, controversialize you. But... But that's that's the problem and that like Google thinks that firing this one guy says that that makes it okay and it really doesn't. He felt that he was comfortable enough to bring this out in a way and um it's it's something that's pervasive. It has it has like this is just one aspect of something that is happening systemically all over. Google is already dealing with they're going to court in order to defend if they fairly give women equal pay for equal work. So this is something that's systemic. This is just the tip of the iceberg. So now we see it and and everyone kind of right now is kind of up in arms that this could happen. But this is not something that's new. People have been speaking about this for a while, but it seems like no one really takes it seriously until they have, you know, some guy's actual written word that then they can't turn an eye away from. And then we end up having the topic changed from, um, you know, why would this happen and what's happening in companies that this would even be a thought process to, well, now you're not letting everyone have a point of view, even if it's different than yours. I, I do think it's fair to say, and I think a lot of liberals don't understand this, but a lot of conservatives do genuinely feel like they can't voice their points of view. Like there's a sociologist I did a book with and they they genuinely feel shut out of society. Now, I would argue that that is because like the culture is increasingly like extremely racist and sexist and homophobic, but those feelings are real. And I don't think it helps anyone if there's a culture at Google where someone can't feel like they can stand up and like give a argument against a certain diversity program, right? That's not the kind of work environment that they want. And, you know, as I said to Micah last night, there are vast parts of this Google memo that I think are trash that I don't agree with, but I don't think rise to the point of firing. It's just a different conservative point of view. To me, where it crosses the line is when you're saying women are physiologically neurotic. You know, men are XYZ, are like built to be engineers, and women are so inferior that we can't be engineers. That, to me, is where it crosses a line into hate speech, and that's where you've got to show the guy the door. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, again, this, this is something that we discussed before, but whenever we pull back and, and we look at this just from the perspective of, of how things are, are set up to work, Anytime you go and you 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 sign an agreement, basically, like you you, well, it doesn't have to be signing an agreement. Like when you go to a store and you get something from the store and you walk up to the counter and you put it down and the person says, "This is how much it costs," and you agree to pay that money and then you get to walk away with that thing, that's an agreement. When this person, when Demore took this job, there were certain things that he had to agree to. I'm sure there was probably some horrible uh, presentation slide he had to watch and read through certain things and then you know check a box that said. Yes, I read these things. And part of that was the the code of conduct. And part of that was what the company says is required of an employee who works at Google. So casting aside anything else, even like, you know, morals, any of that kind of stuff, if we look at just the black and the white here, 
It says that if you break these rules, if you violate these rules, you will be fired. He violated rules. The CEO of Google said that he violated rules that were in the code of conduct. And so he had to be fired. There's like, there's no, like the, it's just the base of it. That's the very base of it. That it doesn't matter any of the rest of it in the end. Because even is if that we want to look really at really why you think that Google fired him? That's the legal. Okay, because if they didn't, if if they chose to do some other thing where they couldn't defend it, then they would be in a whole world of hurt. Like there, you know that the lawyers had to have been consulted on this, and the lawyers said, "Okay, we have it right here in the code of conduct that they, you know, this person has to be fired." Because it's, I think that there is plenty. Yes, there's plenty here, plenty of reasons why this person was fired. But in terms of actually being able to let this person go, they had to have a a legally binding reason for it. And they did because he violated the code of conduct. And I'm sure that that's part of the reason why Sundar Pichai led with that in his letter to, uh, you know, employees on why the person was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's one of the first things he said, if I remember correctly, was that he violated the code of conduct. And that's probably because the lawyer said that's what you need to lead with. So my point there is like, we I've been seeing as people have been kind of talking about the fact that this man has been fired, and, uh, you know, that it's a good thing that we've got people who think that it's a bad thing saying, but did you read this? And also, did you look at this? And did you read through all of this? And it's like, even if I did, and I read through all of those things, in the end, those things don't matter to a giant company that's called Google, because the law, the rules are black and white there. And they say that he had to be let go. Um, But but Bri, I agree with you on, you know, something that we discussed before. I, I think that there is a certain aspect. I can remember a tweet going around not too long ago, and it was from a young woman who said that she lived in fear of uh, sharing the fact that she was conservative whenever she was in university. And I took issue with that tweet and said, you know, like, I, you, you might be conservative and you might live in fear of being able to share that viewpoint, but... I can't like hide the fact that I have a different color of skin and I get judged on that. I can't, you know, you can, you can hide a viewpoint. I can't hide my Mm -hmm. skin. So I'm automatically Mm -hmm. judged for that. But at the same time as saying those things, I do see that, you know, I, I can, I can think of situations where, because I, growing up, living with my family who at the time were very conservative and being conservative, I can go back to those times and have some empathy here where I understand where those things come from. Because if you're in Silicon Valley and you mention this thing, I think a lot of people will go, you're conservative? You're you're Republican? Like who does that? It's almost like admitting that you smoke cigarettes or something where people will automatically turn their heads and, and kind but, of judge you I for mean, that. I mean, this isn't just an issue in tech. I mean, I was one of like 200 liberals in the student body at Old Miss. And let me tell you, that was difficult. This is human nature to a certain extent. It's not a particular problem on the left. And I resent people solely attributing it to the left. I want to tell you a really quick story. I remember there was a day this story came out about the Iraq War. And I was in college, and uh, it was the day the troop count passed 100,000 civilian deaths in Iraq. And I walked in. I sat next to our student body president, who's a kind of redneck white guy. And I said, wow, we killed 100,000 Iraqis over there, and there are no weapons of mass destruction. How does that make you feel? He looks at me and goes, you know what? That's progress. Why don't you shut your damn liberal mouth? I don't want to even hear it today. And, like, that is – a sentiment that exists in vast parts of the South. So this is this is not a problem on the left. Like all of us need to do better at this. But I want to talk about like the the real problem here, and that is like how do we de-weaponize this tactic? Because there's nothing we can do on this show um, that like is going to make women that work at Google and trans people that work at Google and black people that work at Google safe. And the only way forward that I can see on this is for us to change the law and mandate that the FBI take this stuff seriously. I mean, can can y'all think of any other way forward on this? Because I can't. I think that anti-hate legislation is uh, or inciting violence is, is really important. Um, I think that also, like, all of us need to be less reactive and sending pitchforks to people that do have differing views and opinions. I think that we are so scared of difference 
and so highly reactive right now that I think that we become scared to say something that is not what the mainstream group of people say. And so I think that there's also a dangerous slope to the other side. I, I don't actually think that he was fired because, like, well, you know, yes, Google's going to say he was fired because they, he, he breaks the code of conduct uh, that they signed. But again, in the end, Google makes you sign so that really they can fire you from almost anything and say it's something else, um, which I guess just smart business practices on their part. But they, he embarrassed Google and made their stock prices, you know, do poorly and gave them a whole bunch of bad press, which is pretty much worth more than, you know, what he probably makes in five years. So that's why he was fired to it. I don't think that, I think that that makes Google feel like, oh, well, we did something about this. But I, I really don't see that as being the main case to it because then they would go after actually trying to make changes in the company to make sure that everyone feels safe, everyone feels comfortable, that, you know, you don't have to be looking the same way that everyone else looks at Google to be able to be respected and hire more people that are of diverse viewpoints, looks, religions, shapes to higher level positions. And I think that that takes much more systemic change than what Google is really wanting to do because that costs a lot of money and it adds to a lot of change, which is difficult for a large company to be able to maintain. Well, I mean, I guess a good thing to close out on is, you know, if I'm elected to Congress, what I'm going to do is we do have laws against this kind of behavior to like target people, to threaten them, to, you know, intimidate them, you know, to threaten their lives. We absolutely have uh, legislation that makes that a crime. You can read Danielle Citron's book, Hate Crimes in Cyberspace, to read about it. So, like, if I'm elected to the United States uh, House of Representatives, what I'm going to do is if I'm signing a funding bill for the year that includes money for the FBI, which it's going to have to, I'm going to put a writer in there that says, I cannot sign this funding bill until they allocate 100 agents, you know, like that's just a number I'm picking, but some number of agents that are specifically tasked with these kinds of crimes because it's very harmful for the economy. It's very harmful for the people that work here. And yet this is something across the right and the left. I don't care how you vote. You should be free to do your job without some obsessive on 4chan like destroying you. And I think there need to be like, you know, consequences for that in civil court and, um, you know, criminal court if you're threatening someone's life. And I think it's important to do this through the Constitution, like go to a judge, get probable cause, you know, show intent. Like we're not talking about doing anything without like a court getting involved. But I do think we the answer to this is to specifically task people because what I found in Gamergate is there's no one you can point to at the FBI whose job this is. Now, I know that inciting violence is a crime, Bree, but is hate speech a crime? Because I don't think that that's a crime in the States like it is in the US, in Canada. Threatening somebody like is, you can... though. Yeah, threatening yes. someone is. Yes. yes, but hate speech is not. No, but um, I mean, certainly like – this is getting into legal matters and just because I'm running for Congress, I want to make very sure like I I would prefer not to get into like legal distinctions because I'm not a lawyer. But I could say overall the problem, we have certain problems that we've got to fix. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. there's no federal law against swatting people. Amazingly, there's no federal law if uh, Micah calls up and gets Steve swatted tonight, which is the most likely – Thing because SWATs are going to come from other states, right? So that's a huge problem. So SWATed um, is it's when it's when somebody calls the police and says that there's some sort of a kidnapping or something in progress, something that triggers the SWAT team to come and descend on the target's yep. house. Really? Yeah, that's not a federal well, crime. There are well. certain kinds of doxing, like breaking people's privacy in a way to intimidate them. Uh, this is getting into how like the cake is baked, but there are certain interpretations in which that is illegal. But the thing is, we need somebody that has lived this, uh, is under, that understands this, to like pass some modern laws on this. Like we're about to get to our next topic. And it's the exact same, you know, problem. Like we mm-hmm. don't have laws that reflect our, com- you know, like what is going on right now in 2017. And and I, just you know, to to your point about criminal and civil, it really does need to be criminal because. 
like there was an article about a month ago about um, one of the one of the people who was being threatened by Richard Spencer up in Whitefish in, at the beginning of the year when there was a scenario where there uh, the the Daily Stormer and Richard Spencer were coordinating like a neo-Nazi march and, and were targeting a number of Jewish people in Whitefish because they they claimed that her, Richard Spencer's mother was not able to like operate as a real estate agent anymore. Because of these Jews that were up in that were up in Whitefish, which wasn't true, and uh, one of one of the people who was targeted is trying to take the head of the Daily Stormer to civil court. But first of all, he's presumably it just hasn't been seen, and so it's taking a lot of resources. The uh, the SPLC is helping to fund part of this effort, but ultimately, it's a lot of expense just to first of all track him down, and then you know put the case together. And then when you, if you do finally get a judgment, a lot of these people just don't have any money. So yeah. you're getting a civil, uh, you know, you're putting in a lot of your own expense and you may not be getting anything out of it. And you may actually end up being worse for it at the end of it. If they can't pay whatever the judgment is that, you know, that, that you're trying to get, put all this money towards. So it really right. does need to be that a threat of going to jail in order for there to be like real, real consequences. If you've threatened someone's life. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. Agree yeah. With that. If you've threatened violence, I would agree. Of course, with that. yeah. Like someone, yes. you know, someone calling me. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, it's, I, I agree with you. It's a really difficult subject here. And I just want to put this out there. Anyone that tells you like the privacy issues associated with this are simple just doesn't understand it or is like interprets like as a much more fascist mindset than I do. Like there is, you know, we've got to, we do have to be thinking about privacy. You know, we do have to think about anonymity on the internet, but there are ways to do this where you get a judge involved, you get, you know, probable cause like this can be done in a way that protects civil liberties. And I feel very. Okay, um, we we will move on to the next topic. But before we do, let me tell you about our friends at Squarespace. This episode of Disruption is brought to you by Squarespace. Enter offer code Disruption at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea. And with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more, you are going to rock it. Maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Or maybe you want to create create a blog. Well, Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install. You don't have to worry about patches. There aren't upgrades that you have to worry about. You don't have to worry about any of it because Squarespace has it all covered for you. They've got award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name, and all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. I've talked about Squarespace before, and I really do think that they are are awesome because as I've mentioned, the updates come frequently and they're just there. They're ready to work for you. I can remember whenever they first offered HTTPS and I can remember whenever they said, oh, by the way, now you can get Apple Pay. And all those things were just there and ready for me whenever I wanted them. Didn't have to think about it. Didn't have to worry about it. All easy to switch on. That's why I love Squarespace. Squarespace plans start at just 12 bucks a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required just by going to squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up, because you totally will, you can use the offer code disruption to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for our show. We thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move. Make your next website. Okay, so moving right along, are we ready to talk about Disney and the end of a Netflix deal? <laughs> no, that's not the oh, story. Uh, yeah, we're no, doing. it's what no, yeah. it wasn't the it wasn't the Netflix thing. Though we can we maybe uh, maybe can touch about that. No, it was the uh, No, no, no. We covered that on Rocket, Oh, did you? Oh, so, so you got your yeah. you got your Oh lord, yeah, yes. That's, that's that yeah. other show that you cheated us <laughs> cheated on us with, Micah. That's that's what that's what that is. I'm so sorry. I've got my my wires You just crossed really here. wanted to talk about it again. We understand. It's true it's because okay. I just, just I love Just let it go, uh, Micah. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Oh dear. Okay, Ooh. I'm back and not not oh. enjoying your your little references there anymore. No. I uh, I have a nerf nemesis. I will drive by Steve's house. Like I'm you. sick, but we I can pull a trigger. We might need that, Bree. We might need okay. that. I Listen, I'll, I will. I will stop. Mm. I don't want to incur any punishment. So Disney and a few. Okay, other... that's another hundred bullets. <laughs> that's Wait, a. I must have missed it's it. a two hundred. It. It's a two hundred round hopper. <laughs> 
I just every time we're just gonna load it up, and that's not a threat. These are these not are, a threat. These are it's rounds. the truth because yeah. Bree doesn't do threats. That's right. That's right. They're just promises. promises. These are just facts. We're gonna play a game just with facts. a knife assault truth. rifle. We just yeah. talk truth here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we speak the truth, and we speak the truth about Disney and several other companies that create games um, on on mobile devices being sued for what the plaintiff says is allegedly spying on children. So there are forty two. That's not creepy. There are forty two games uh, involved in this lawsuit, and basically what the 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 conversation surrounds because I went and looked at the kind of lawsuit papers and kind of dug into it uh, is this thing called persistent identifiers and how those can be used to track a user across sites and in the United States, we have a law called COPA, or COPA, I think is how it's pronounced, and it's the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. And basically what that does is it says that uh, it, it kind of gives special protection to children's privacy, and it makes it so that guardians have to kind of not only agree to what a child, uh, like what information can be shared that's from a person under 13 years of age, but also companies have to be very explicit about what they've taken and give uh, adults or guardians the ability to check and see all of that information. So in the terms of service, if someone's under the age of 13, then you have to have a place where a person can go and see what the, you know, what what data is available on that child and also in every step of the process be able to see what information is being shared and agree to that. Now, Persistent identifiers, the way that those work, and Steve, you can correct me on anything that might be incorrect here, um, but I'm just going to give a base level understanding of this, is that it's it used to be the case on iOS and is, is still the case in some Android apps. Um, and it, you can have like an ad network, okay? So the, the ad network will deliver different ads. So you've got an ad for like potato soup and you might have an ad for uh, some new restaurant that you want to check out. And you use an app and it kind of like it logs that this is a certain person. And then as you go to different places, as you download different apps, because it has the information from one app, it can sort of network those things together and start to develop a profile on you. Now, Uber got in trouble for this because iOS is not supposed to have persistent identifiers because Apple's very serious about privacy and they were still kind of doing this. It ended up kind of getting the the squish. And so this is not as common in iOS anymore unless they're sneaking, sneakily being able to track people, but it might be still possible on Android. So the lawsuit says that uh, they're kind of violating COPA and that there are persistent identifiers being used to track children across all of these apps and potentially online. So your children could be at risk. Children under the age of 13 could be at risk from playing these 42 games. So let's chat about this. It's just such a hor- You know how I feel about privacy as it is, and that's what I'm talking about for my own. But to have this happen, you know, and it's Disney and it's children's games is abhorrent to me. I, I'm, I'm very careful with, with my children and what they're allowed to play and what they're not. But with a large company like Disney, you would think that they would make sure that um, they were protecting people's privacy. Like already we spoke about the, um, the Disney bands and how they were kind of tracking you even when you went outside of um, their hotel systems. And that they could even track you for like weeks afterwards, which was, I thought, you know what, maybe it was just one of these mistakes. But it's, I don't know, it's just so horrible that we're not protecting now children that are using applications and we have to be worried and look into this. And with most people not having the technical knowledge to even be able to know, like we're so lucky for people to look into different applications and what's being sent out and what's not being and what's being kept and what are the problems that we could have? Because if not, we would be completely left unaware and letting our children, you know, use these applications that we think are just friendly, but they're, you know, converging all kinds of data that we would not want our children to be um, giving out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have a hard time getting too upset about this one just because it like so I, I no, 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 no. Like, like, listen, 
listen, like this is this is where I'm this is where I'm going with this. Like this is first of all, this had to have been happening several years ago. This is not happening right now. They, they it can't unless again, like Micah said, unless Uber unless they're doing something like Uber where they're really like skirting iOS, there's not really any way for them to be doing whatever whatever was being done before. Like I downloaded Where's My Water to today just to see what happens. It asks you what your age is and then it just like it doesn't you there's not even any information you can give it. The only things that it sometimes does is it pops ads up at the bottom that don't leave the app. So, you know, you can it can see maybe if you're tapping on one of the ads or not, but there's not a whole lot that they can get out of that sandbox to to tie to anything else. But I think that ultimately what this comes down to is that you really need the operating system to be doing this, to be to be protecting you from this, which is why I'm really glad that Apple is introducing the anti tracker capability inside of Safari in High Sierra, because I mean, this would not be useful at all uh, on iOS and probably what I would imagine that they're doing on Android is that they're using this along with, you know, if it does kick you out to a browser, now you have cookies that are that are tracking your activity in the browser that I'm sure that there are kids that are under 13 that are using that all the time also. And that's where it's tracking, tying all that data together. And you really need to have the browser manufacturer or the operating system preventing that from happening in order for this to happen. I don't know, like I'm I'm trying to figure out like what if I was an evil an evil Steve, right? Like I had a, a mustache and a goatee and I was trying to get data out of this. I don't even know what I would get necessarily other than a couple of taps on ads. I don't know how much it really would have been able to siphon off in the first place. That's why I'm not in the saying the state of things, right? Right, right. Like that's that's why I'm saying that I'm I'm it's it's easy to get really really terrified by a lot of this stuff happening and i that's why i'm trying to be a little bit more even keeled about it only because like i'm trying to figure out like what could they do with what's going on in these apps and i don't i mean i don't know what the apps were like 3 years ago but from what's in there now i it doesn't look like much that that's all i'm but, saying i mean the thing is we do like we don't give a flying frack about adult privacy here in the United States. Like back before like these policies were bought and paid for by Verizon and AT&T, um, you know, we passed a bill protecting children. These, honestly, I would give a, a lot of money to have those rights myself. Like it's pretty awesome, right? And like your opinion, I mean, with all respect, Steve, like your opinion of what is and isn't, like fine to do here. Like the thing at hand is like Disney is alleged to have broken the law and they'll have their day in court and maybe your interpretation of it is say it's benign. The thing that gets me here is it's push the envelope. It's push the envelope. It's grab everything you can. It's like use every API you can to get as much information about people as you can. And yeah, Georgia, I'm exactly where you are. Like what's the line where we say no more? And, you know, for me, like if I'm in Congress, this is something I'm really, really, really intensely interested in because I I just think it's absolutely abhorrent to target children in this way and get information uh, about children in this way. You know, and it's – there are definitely worse examples like the Barbie doll that will like record yeah. what your child says yeah. and yeah. upload it to Mattel and analyze it and like – pull data about that, that's worse. But this is still too far. And there has to be a point where we're not thinking like, oh, well, this corporation isn't taking too much from my child's privacy, so it's okay. Where it's like, no, you know what? Like, someone's childhood doesn't belong to everyone. Like, that's not an opportunity for you to market and sell. Like, there's got to be a line where we own our own lives because we're 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 enslaved to this to a certain extent. Yeah, I guess just to clarify, right, there's a difference between... You should how, be outraged. I, no, uh, there's, a, there's a difference between feel whether it's okay or not, and I don't believe that it's okay, and coming at this as a parent, like, should I be worried about my kid, right? And th- that's that's the the law. That's the difference there. Like, is this okay? No, it's not okay. Like, there's a law in place for a reason. 
they shouldn't be collecting this data at all. I'm, but I also am reading this as a parent, like, oh my god, my kids are playing this game. What do they? What kind of data are they collecting? So that's where I'm trying to, you know, okay, kinda, that's fair. You know, that's I'm, fair. I'm trying to think about it, like, how bad is this? Because the headlines are really scary, right? And and you read that as a parent, and it's terrifying when you see like Disney, who is the one company that you think you mu- you should be able to trust is spying on your kids. And I, that's where I'm coming from that. I don't think that there's that much that they were collecting. And I would bet that it's probably these, these ad networks that they were contracting with because they decided that they couldn't just sell their game that had this stuff built in. And then were just collecting it because that's how they work in all the other apps. These, the, you know, the frameworks for some of these ad networks that said, it's up to Disney to be vigilant about that and say you need to be obeying the law and not collecting that data that were for apps that were you know that were targeting at children or if they say that their age is below thirteen then turn that off. But I, I just I'm trying to reassure myself as a parent that you know Disney didn't put like a Trojan horse in the three year old iPad that my kid uses now. You know what I mean? I I, I understand. I mean, my interest is obviously more in policy than. Your kids. Right, I mean, yeah, you know. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I hear where you're coming from. And it's My Disney. Kid, yeah. Yeah. It's you, Disney. Uh, like, God, really? Really? Disney isn't uh, the most awesome company. They really aren't. But I want to believe. I want to enjoy. I want to be relaxed. Come on. I want to go to the Jedi Hotel and not have to be creeped out. Yeah. So, so here's okay. I, I do want to. I want to touch on something here. This, and it's not even about having children, obviously, because I don't. Um, and my dogs don't dogs. play with any sort of. They don't. They don't play Disney games. Um, yeah. In fact, they're they're fairly anti Disney because they know that Steve likes Disney and Steve hates my dogs. So obviously, you hey, just hate all no, dogs. No, no. no not, today, I don't hate your I dogs. Yeah. I hate most dogs. I don't hate your dogs. <laughs> oh, oh! Don't you talk about my rocket? No, I don't like, you dare, Steve. I the dogs that are present that belong to present company are like family to me. You see, I don't believe that. I think that deserves nerf punishment. I, yeah, no, I think that's another. I think that's another. <laughs> what fifteen? Fifteen rounds. I do rounds? have, a, I yeah. do have a, a point yeah. here. Um, so the other <laughs> day, I was scrolling. I was scrolling through Facebook the other day, which I rarely do, but I was, and I came across a video. And there's a there's there's a really popular uh, video producer on Facebook. Like it's it's a news outlet, but they produce videos on Facebook, and they get lots of attention. And they were marketing this 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 very silly contraption, which basically you take the headphone jack. Um, you plug it in and it pretends to be a microphone, but it doesn't have a microphone built into it. So it basically tricks the whole phone into thinking that there's a microphone plugged in, but because there's not a microphone, then it can't hear anything. This sounds how, like how you, how you do voice chat in Splatoon. Go on. The, the whole <laughs> video is about how... That was good, uh, Steve. All of, your, all of your devices are spying on you through third-party apps, and whenever you sign up to different apps, then no matter where you are in your phone, they can turn on the microphone and they can listen to you, and hackers can attack your phone and figure out what you're doing and, and, and hear everything that you're saying. There are so many different caveats involved, caveats, however you want to pronounce that word, I say caveats, uh, involved with that statement or several statements. It's, it's absolutely irresponsible to spread that fear to normal everyday people to say that your phone is constantly listening to you. And the only way to save this is if you buy this contraption that you have to plug into your phone to make sure that your phone isn't listening to you. That's irresponsible. Now, that said, I, I'm not comparing the two to say that, you know, saying that Disney may have uh, used unique device identifier or rather persistent identifiers uh, through ad networks to get information on you and your child's usage of their apps to sort of market. That's not the exact same thing as saying that. Uh, a phone can listen to you at any time and hackers can come in and track. But what I am saying is we have to be, I think, careful about the way that we market these things simply because we end up spreading a lot of, of, of fear and misinformation that ends up hurting people in the end. Because in the case of the, the microphone thing, you got a bunch of people who are going to go out and buy this stupid contraption that 
is just giving this company money because they spread this fear. And in the case of this Disney thing, as Steve pointed out, now you've got a lot of, of parents who are genuinely worried that their kids are like being tracked by creepy people across different apps. And without the, the, the evidence behind those things, it, it's irresponsible uh, is probably the word that I would use. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't agree with that, Micah. I think you're, you're falling into a rationalist point of view where every single parent is going to sit down and rationally think through this. And that's not the truth. I think most parents don't think about this at all. And I do think that more parents need to be thinking uh, about their child's privacy and like what their games, particularly in Android, are giving away. Um, you know, like, is this microphone gadget? Like, I could see uses for that where I might want that. So I don't think that's necessarily paranoid or pointless. So I I just don't agree with you on that. Okay. I I still think, though, uh, and maybe this is what we disagree on, I think that it's still irresponsible for a journalistic outlet to spread fear that is inaccurate. I think in any case that we're spreading fear that's inaccurate, that's wrong. And this is is opportunistic to use – because this is – I agree. It's, It's totally different. In the case of of, of this this lawsuit being talked about, there's nobody making or not making money in that situation. Whereas when you're talking about a specific gadget and then using the fear and the misinformation to sell that gadget and potentially get like kickbacks for the referral link, that's where I, I like I have to draw the line and say, come on, we can't we can't be doing that at the same time that we're representing ourselves as a journalistic outlet. So yeah, that that's that's where I approach it. Um, we have a lot to, to get through today, and I do have another sponsor. Uh, so I, I'm wondering if uh, anybody has any last thoughts on the Disney story before I tell you Just about- one quick one. Uh, Steve, I liked your Nintendo voice chat joke. I'm going to take away 50 rounds. Okay. Thank, joke. <laughs> Thank you. So I, I've, I've, I've redeemed myself slightly. Okay. So you were up at 100, <laughs> and then we went up 115, and now it's underneath that. So now you're at 65. Okay. So. Wow. Yeah. Don't don't I, say that Brie doesn't have some kindness in her heart to be able to do that. That is there very is, benevolent. Yes. That's true. You're welcome. That's true. You're welcome. <laughs> I do want to do a live update before we go to the sponsor to say that um, George Takei or Takai, I say Takei, I think it's Takei, but George Takei uh, has just shared an article that is all about Brianna Wu's tweets. And yeah, really? George George Takei. Oh my God, that is awesome! Uh, like I had Hillary, I had uh, Chelsea Clinton retweet me, Silver Silverman, Sarah Silverman, uh, everybody last week. So a good week for the Brianna Wu Twitter account. <laughs> we'll look at that though. Yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and read the sponsor while you check that uh, link that I just sent in Skype. Um, this episode is brought to you by Eero, a new sponsor for us here on Disruption. Never think about Wi-Fi again. Eero have created has created the dream Wi-Fi setup, a fast, reliable connection for every room in your house, even the backyard. If you're not yet on board with Eero's super slick Wi-Fi now, right now is the best time to join because they've just released their new second generation devices. They've also got a new tri-band second generation model and Eero beacons, which allow you to build a Wi-Fi system that's perfectly tailored to your home. With the addition of a third 5 gigahertz radio and the new second generation Eero, it is twice as fast as its predecessor. This lets you do more than ever before. Whatever your Wi-Fi needs, Eero has the power to blanket your entire home in fast and reliable Wi-Fi. It sits flat on any surface, or you plug it into the wall with the included power adapter, and you're ready to connect to your Eero either with Ethernet or wirelessly. The new Eero also includes a new Thread radio, which lets you connect to lower power devices such as locks, doorbells, and other sensors. Now, Thread is interesting because it is the new protocol that different device manufacturers are pushing as the future of home automation. So the fact that there's a thread radio included is really good, really future-proof whenever we finally have people like Steve Lubitz involved in, in the smart home, and that's when you know we've made it. And Eero 
is introducing the Eero Beacon, as I mentioned before. It's half the size as a first generation and even more powerful than the Eero that you had before. You just plug it into the wall and it expands the coverage to any room. You can also add as many Eero Beacons as you want as long as you have that main Eero device and it includes a built-in LED nightlight with ambient light sensor. With Eero, you can install enterprise-grade Wi-Fi in your home in just a few minutes and you do it, you do all of the man management of your network from the Eero app right in the palm of your hand. Now, the Eero is super neat, especially I, I, I can't get over this nightlight feature. The fact that I can flip off the lights, like I have one in my bedroom, it's the Eero Beacon, and I have one in the dining room that's the Eero Beacon, and the main Eero sits in my office. And when the lights are off in those rooms, the ambient light sensor says, oh, it's kind of dark in here. And you got a nightlight that you can see around with. That and in the so meantime, cool. right, I, I just, I, this is like a yeah. nifty little feature that you, mm-hmm. you definitely didn't have to include. But the fact that like this thing is taking up a, a plug in my house is, you would think it'd be kind of like, oh, no, I can't use that plug. But you got a nightlight instead. Yeah, nightlight, so it's a nice it's little trade off. <laughs> right, you can have my plug. I get Wi-Fi and a nightlight. Super neat. Uh, the new Eero system starts at three ninety nine for one second generation Eero and two beacons with those nightlights that we just talked about, which is everything that you need to get started. Now, listeners of this very show can get free overnight shipping. If you want Wi-Fi across your house and you want it fast, then go to Eero.com and use the promo code DISRUPTION. That's Eero.com with the promo code DISRUPTION for free overnight shipping. Thank you so much to Eero for supporting our show. Thank you for lighting up my bedroom and my my kitchen. And yeah, thanks for being a sponsor of Relay FM. Well, I think that it is about time, Steve, for us to uh, hit up those questions. And I hear we have a game show waiting yes, for us. Is uh, that we, true? we do. And I actually ch- go check your email because I think it's going to be better if you do the do the game show than I do. For reasons that will be immediately obvious. Okay, yeah, this this does make sense. Yeah, and let's yeah let's let's uh, get get Charles's game. It, it's super easy; won't take very long. Uh, so here we go. In December uh, on December first, twenty fifteen, somebody created a Twitter bot based on my feed. The question for our disruption hosts is whether you can distinguish the real me from Micah underscore ebooks on Twitter. So the following are tweets from my account and Micah underscore ebooks. So the question is, can you identify who said which? So instead of going around the room, I'm going to let you all kind of deliberate, but uh, it's certainly available to anybody. So here we go with the first one. Do you think I said this or did my bot say this? Don't mind me. Just syncing my hue lights to what's up and having a solo dance party, wishing I was part of a cluster. No Micah. big deal. Robo Micah. Robo Micah. Robo Micah. Yeah, Robo Micah. Yeah. I say it's Micah just because that sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, so here's the – we will have uh, – Georgia, you you get to be kind of the person who says the final answer. So oh, God. We're doomed. You, if there's – well, if there's a disagreement, <laughs> then you have to talk about it. So who who do you it's, think said that tweet? That, I'll read it one more time. That sounds like – it sounds you, disjointed in the middle is is the reason that I think yeah, that's Robo Micah. Yeah. It's two out of three. Like yeah. we all vote and yeah. Stephen okay. wins. So yeah. there the go. final yeah. vote is Robo Micah then. Yes. Okay. okay. It actually was my Twitter account. Apparently <laughs> oh! I, I said this at some point. It does sound disjointed. Maybe I had some some beverages. Maybe that you're night, a robot. Beverages. I just know Mike is awesome. He really is my uh, brother from another mother. So <laughs> Don't mind me just syncing my hue lights to What's Up by Four Non Blondes <laughs> and having a solo dance party wishing I was part of a cluster. And the cluster comes from uh, the Netflix show Sense8, which I absolutely adore. Number two. I've seen it. Oh my God. Brie. Oh my God, Brie. Oh my God. Uh, well, you're you recovering from, from pneumonia you have you have plenty of time right like that's... i i'm still i'm re-watching gypsy a third time <laughs> <laughs> is anyone watching game of thrones no oh, no. no i can't oh. watch it it's oh, too rapey guys, i have yeah. i have lost all respect for you guys whatever respect i had gone uh, georgia i don't like that do you show. watch mr robot georgia i do i haven't do seen you watch homeland last season though i didn't see the last season but i'm okay I'm, well I'm now only game of thrones it's nothing else okay, okay. here's number two okay it says so i know i shouldn't be running a beta of os 10 el capitan with an exclamation point at the end i don't believe micah would ever micah's met a beta he doesn't like <laughs> i bet though that he thinks he shouldn't be running them because they always break everything oh darn i think it's micah again 
I I'm gonna say Robo Micah. Okay, I, I, Steve. I'm, I feel like I feel like it's Robo. I, it's 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 the punctuation at the end. Yeah. Okay, the final final answer. Micah's a millennial. He doesn't get excited about things. Robo. Robo. <laughs> Uh, the final answer is Robo Micah, and that is correct. Woo! I, sorry, and no from now on, there. I will share these. I think it makes more sense to to share them so you can see them. Uh, here is number three. The thing is, bug Twitter is lit by those purple blue bug zapping lamps. <laughs> I think that sounds like, that sounds like a Micah. Micah. Yeah, that has yeah. to be Micah because of the way that you snorted when you laughed. Oh darn it! Darn it! <laughs> so I need to be quiet. I'll pick Micah. You're correct. <laughs> You're so correct. Happy. He's so proud of his own tweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a good tweet. That I remember it being from, good tweet. That was just psychology, really. <laughs> Micah was really proud of that one. Is, he was is, so proud he snorted. That was a great one. That is great. That, that was like, that, that was like how whenever I have a dad joke that I'm very proud of yeah, and nobody yeah, else yeah, is. Yeah, but it was the way he yes. said, Lit. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> Number four is, you can't fire me. I don't work in this van. That sounds like enough of a non sequitur to be Robo Micah, but it sounds like something that Micah would say. Georgia, Georgia. <laughs> uh, um, um, um. I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say uh, Robo Micah. I think it's Micah. It's just kind of cute. I think it's Micah. But I think I have. I, I think I thought everyone was Micah. <laughs> I think so I'll say Micah. All right, I'll, I'll go with the group then. Okay, final answer, Micah. Yes, it is a quote from The Office. Uh, Dwight says it whenever he has just had uh, he had a concussion and he says someone tries to fire him while he's in a van. And he says, you can't fire me. I don't work in this van. I, I like I th- that you read it very, very calmly. Now, you've learned from your mistake. From the, <laughs> I did not uh, snort at the end for sure. You, you, you are you are like a machine learning algorithm in a way That's that you've, true. you've learned true. from your prior input. Yes. There are two. There are two more after this one, and then we'll be done. Number five is adorable. Thank you for teaching me the value of a good read bad joke. I'll say that's Robo Micah, just because it's not as cute as the others. Yeah, there there are emojis in it too, which is relevant. That is, it's true. It's just true, Micah. You have to now know that. Bree Georgia is saying Robo Micah. I'll go with that. Yeah, I think that's Robo Micah. Final answer, RoboMica. That is correct. Good job, everyone. All right, number six is, I love that they'll never give up cast to get seven of nine. See, I don't know enough Star Trek to know if that's actually coherent or not. No, that doesn't make any sense in the the Star Trek Voyager canon. Um, So we think... So are you thinking a robot? I love that they'll never give up Cass to get Seven of Nine. They gave up Cass instantly. Like Seven (laughs) of Nine was on two episodes. It's like, bye, Cass. See you, girl. Until that one episode where you come back and you're so pissed we kicked you off the show. So mad. So mad. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Robo Micah. Okay. I will will defer to the wealth of Star Trek knowledge. Okay, that, I'll, I'll I'll say that too, just because I don't know. I eh, I don't know. It's not cute you, though. That makes me think of of Robo but yeah, Robo It is indeed Robo because yes, that is uh, that is accurate. That does not make sense. Okay, this is the last one. I cannot believe this is a real thing that was said on this week's show. That that, that sounds has like to a Micah. Micah, just because yeah. that must be what you think every week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just quote tweet every single one of the show. I cannot believe this is a real yeah, thing that was yeah, said on this week's yeah. show. Yes. Yeah. If you haven't said it, you've definitely thought it. That's my feeling. <laughs> so I'm proud of this show, Georgia. I don't know where this low self esteem podcast comes from. I think he from. was saying that in a in a prideful yeah. way. I can't believe that 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 that's a real thing we did in this show. I think he was being like filled with pride and yeah. uh, proud. There, there were some it. very insightful discussions about KFC chicken on a particular episode. They still haven't written me back. I'm sure they haven't. I am. No, I'm upset about that. I'm I still upset too. about that. I feel like so it sounds like you all are saying that I said this tweet. Yes. That yep. seems to be the consensus. I have to tell you that though I probably have said some <laughs> version of this, this indeed was Micah underscore ebooks. 
so fantastic job overall. You you certainly guessed the anytime it was Micah underscore ebooks. I'm pretty sure you got those all right, and you all have done a very good job of telling me from my bot. Even though sometimes I can't even tell the difference. So, we won your Dodge Stratus, right? Like, <laughs> yes, yes. Did we win that? That's my car what? now. Hey, that's Literally. a good. That's a good car. That's got a backup camera hardwired in now. You know, we Micah, want that deal or no oh, deal. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. My 2004 Dodge Stratus is all yours. Okay. Her name is Robin okay. with a okay. Y. Okay. This is what we're going to do. We're going to put some giant 15-inch subwoofers <laughs> in it, and it's going to be great. We're gonna Don't call hurt the my Brianna. baby. No, no, no. It belongs to the Brianna Wu 2018 <laughs> now. <laughs> and, and, you're gonna, and I think the real piece de resistance is you, is you replace the hubcaps with fidget spinners. Oh, my I God. I can't believe you haven't no, already no. plastered all of your logo over Steve's car. Just to him. Oh, right. oh, God, that's a good idea. <laughs> See, that's half as effective now that I take the train to work, though. What's he going to do? Like, take the sticker off his car and disrespect our campaign? He couldn't do that. He couldn't do that. Yeah. It just would be yeah. wrong. Yeah, it'd be very rude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plus, you have a Nerf gun. So. <laughs> that's right. I do. I do. Well, okay. That's your if answer. Society is a polite society, Georgia. That's That's it. If you would like to write in with your own game shows or if you'd like to get in touch with your questions or thoughts or concerns or poems, here's how you can do that. You can call us at 508-418-3532 or you can tweet us at underscore disruption FM using the hashtag disrupt me. And if you'd rather keep things private, you can use a direct message. As always, please let us know if we can use your name on the show. Otherwise, we will default to anonymous. We have some interesting questions coming up that we will address on the next episode of Disruption. So get yours in while you have some time. Uh, if you're looking for the show notes, you can look in that app that you're using right now, or you can check out relay.fm slash disruption. And if you're looking for me online, you can find me on Twitter at Micah Sargent or find links to the rest of the things that I do at chihuahua.coffee. Steve, if people are looking for you online, where can they find you? Well, they can probably find me playing way too much Hearthstone now that the new expansion came out today. So, uh, and, and that just shows you how much I, uh, how much... I respect all of you that I'm here and not, you know, grinding through a million games. Very professional. Yes, I'm, I'm nothing Thank but you. professional. And um, you can hear me talking about those exploits exploits on Off Curve at offcurve.com. And you can go um, see me tweeting screenshots of whatever weird deck I'm playing over at Wicked Good. Excellent. And Bree, if people are looking for you online, other than George Takei's Facebook account, where could they find you? It's also on his Twitter. Uh, let's see. Where, you can find me at supportbriana.com. Uh, Space, Space Cat Gal. Or, or, Nerf, or at I'm Nerf sorry, Punishment, yeah, one or the other. I'm passing out. Um, what's my Twitter account? <laughs> and it's, last but certainly not Space least, Georgia Dow, yeah. people looking for you online, where yeah. can they find you? If you're dealing with anxiety or depression, you can check out anxiety-videos.com or, of course, on Twitter. It's at Georgia underscore Dow. Awesome, awesome. All that's left is for Steve to do that thing he does every week. So, Steve, get us out of here. Go, go. Before I get shot with more Nerf guns, and because I can't mm. help myself, go. Go find something else to listen to. Bye. Before Steve does another dad joke. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants that. Get out of here, please. Run. <laughs> 